And to Jesus be all the glory and the praise and the honor now and forever. And God's people said, Amen, and thank you for joining me today. This is going to be a very beautiful time together and extremely important. We are seeing amazing prophecy, intense prophecy right now happening in the world. Benjamin Netanyahu will be the next Prime Minister of Israel. The elections are over. His party won more seats than any other party, and soon he'll be able to form a government. And he will have within his government some parties that are to the extreme. Right. What does that mean prophetically? This is why I am coming to you. This is why I want to talk to you to help you understand why this is a very important prophetic moment. Now, let me first deal with Israeli politics, uh, very complex. You have 120 seats in the Knesset, the Israeli parliament, and for any party to govern, they have to have 61 seats. It looks like uh, Benjamin Netanyahu will end up with 65 seats. Now, when that begins, uh, it's going to bring about uh, great tension uh, between the Israelis and the Palestinians, which uh, has been going on for a long time, but now it's going to intensify because of the extreme parties that are going to be a, a part of the new government. Now, we need to pray that the Lord will bring peace, of course. Now, I want to talk, though, about how it's going to affect the entire Middle East because I believe that the, the Abrahamic Accord that began under Benjamin Netanyahu, as we call him Bibi, uh, when he was prime minister, now this time for the sixth time, can you believe six times? It'll be now the sixth term being prime minister, but it was under his administration that the Abrahamic Accord began where Arab nations began to make peace with Israel, which frankly was a miracle. Now remember, I'm from Israel, and I remember the days when Abdul Nasser and uh, other Arab nations uh, were at war with uh, Israel, uh, Egypt at that time, led by, by Nasser, and uh, Syria, Jordan, and so forth. I was there, I was about 14 years old when the 67 war took place. And I remember those days vividly. Now, uh, today, when I see peace between Egypt and Israel, which took place in the 70s under uh, Sadat and Begin uh, of Israel, and Sadat of, of, of Egypt it was uh, the, the beginning of miracles. Uh, for our part of the world. Then later, of course, with Jordan and King Hussein, and now you see it going on. So peace with Saudi Arabia will happen. Why? Because the Arab world needs Israeli technology for their protection. Because you have to understand that Israel today is a superpower when it comes to technology. They've transformed the face of the globe with their technology in agriculture, their technology in medicine, 
that technology in many other areas, especially military, uh, their defense technology is helping the Western world and other parts of the world defend themselves with the Aero Project and now the you know, iron beam, what is called the iron beam, where they can shoot uh, laser and destroy missiles, incoming missiles against them. So the world needs Israel today in a, in a really quite an amazing way. They've become really a light to the nations as the Bible says they would be. Now, this is all going to lead, though, to the days of Noah. The Lord spoke very, very clearly that we would see before his return the days of Noah. And a lot of people don't understand what the days of Noah were, were all about. It was about mixture, the mixture of the angelic with humanity. Now we're seeing the days of Noah again with the robotic and humanity. We'll talk about that in just a second. But what I believe is Benjamin Netanyahu's election as prime minister is going to accelerate Israeli technology because that's what began happening under his leadership years ago. Now it's going to intensify. He himself said only days ago that he will focus on that and making peace with Saudi Arabia that will change the political map of the Middle East completely and totally. It's going to bring peace not only between the Saudis and Israel, but other Arab nations and other nations that are their neighbors. This is going to bring tremendous prosperity to the land of Israel, and I believe much more will happen. But technologically, technologically, Israel is very involved in AI very involved in helping nations develop that technology, and now we're seeing it and we you know, hear about it all the time. But let's go back to the days of Noah. So in Genesis 6, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose, and the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with men, for that he also is flesh, yet his day shall be 120 years. And it says there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And then it says, and God saw the wickedness on earth. So, the plan of Satan at the time was to block the coming of the Messiah. If you remember, in Genesis 3, the Lord said to Satan, the seed of the woman will crush your head, will destroy your power. That's Jesus, the Messiah, the seed of the woman. Satan came up with a plan to block the seed from coming. And so he mixed the human race with angelic. I know a lot of you may not understand that, but that's what the Bible teaches. The sons of God here were angels because it says in Hebrew, the sons of Elohim. Believers are called the sons of Jehovah. Angels, sons of Elohim in the Bible, sons of God. So they came and they mixed angelic seed with 
human seed. And Peter, in his epistle, speaks of how the angels that left their first estate were judged and now are in a place called Tartarus, translated prison in the Bible. So that's a different subject now, but we do know from the word of God there was a mixture of angelic and human, and that's why giants we see on earth and the, and the last of them were destroyed by David and, and his men. So now we are seeing another age of mixture. Now this time it's robotic, but it's still the plan of the enemy to stop the coming of the Lord, okay? But he will again lose. Now, let's go to Ezekiel, all of us together, because I know this will be uh, intriguing to some of you on how this, uh, this all fits in with the present situation in Israel. Quite clearly, Israeli technology will bring about and accelerate technology with AI around the world. Quite simple. So here we see in Ezekiel 28, the word of the Lord, I'm reading verse 1, came again unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus. Now this is speaking about the Antichrist. Thus saith the Lord God, because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God, and sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seas or the nations, yet thou art a man, and not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. Let's stop with that a minute, okay? Here it says that the Antichrist will be wiser than Daniel. So the wisest man in the future will be Antichrist. Why? A mixture of robotic and human. Now, Benjamin Netanyahu may not know this, but because of his leadership in the past, Israel became a superpower in technology. When he left the office, things slowed down under Lapid and before in Bennett. And Israel began to go down, not only economically, but in, any, in many areas too. Now, Bibi is back, meaning acceleration. Back on top again economically, militarily, and so on and so forth. So now we're, we are about to see soon, I believe, uh, this prophecy fulfilled, Ezekiel 28. And there will come the day when the man, Antichrist, will be on the scene, who will be wiser, it says, that, than even Daniel the prophet. So we are hearing a lot today about the robotic about what they can do today. They are smarter than people. And soon, robots will be creating robots without the help of men, without the help of humanity, men and women. What does this say? Danger on the horizon. A lot of people now are warning about this, that robots will take over. That's why the Lord said, will there be faith on the earth when I return? Because man will not need God in, in every area. Look what's happening in medicine today, that they are using the robotic, they're using AI, 
with helping people live longer and so much more. So you say, well, how does this fit with Israel? In a big way, because Israel is the voice of prophecy. You have to understand this. Deuteronomy clearly states that what happens to the Jewish people affects the nations. That is in scripture. And we have to understand this. And I have to remind you, precious people of God, that what happens to the Jewish people affects the world. Deuteronomy 32.8, when the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people, meaning the world, according to the number of the children of Israel. Meaning, whatever happens with the Jewish people affects the world. God will do it first with Israel and then the world. Right here in this verse, Deuteronomy 32, verse 8, when the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, and this not only means naturally, it means spiritually, the nations will not go any further than Israel allows. That's, 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 that's something that you need to understand. What God does with the Jews is how far the world will go, but always the Jew first. God does it with them first, and then the nations catch up. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds, in other words, how far the nations can go in every area of life of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. God deals with the nations as the nations deal with the Jews. That's what Winston Churchill said, and that's what history has said all along for thousands of years. The way a nation treats the Jewish people is the way God deals with those nations. Quite simple. Because they are God's people. We, will, we, cannot, we cannot erase that. And I'm not talking politics here. I'm talking Bible. I'm talking Bible. So now Israel, the voice of prophecy, has always been Israel, and Israel today, the voice of prophecy, is setting the bounds when it comes to the nations and how far they can go technologically. The best scientists are Jewish. The best doctors, Jewish. Think about what I'm saying. The best lawyers, Jewish. Where would the world be without the Jews in the Dark Ages? Where would we be in the Dark Ages? God has used the Jewish mind, the brilliance of the Jewish mind to change the world. And that's just a fact, plain and simple. So now here we see Israel leading the world technologically. And it all began under Benjamin Netanyahu. The acceleration I'm talking about. The, the very beginning of it was with, with Ben-Gurion back in the late 40s, early 50s, and then with Eshko later after that. But these were the prime ministers, the fathers of Israel at the time. But now you, 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 you are seeing such an amazing intense acceleration of technology worldwide. 
and that will bring about the coming of Antichrist. No doubt. So, we are about to see something else happen. I want to bring to your attention changes inside Iran. We are seeing protests right now um, within the nation. People are protesting, wanting freedom. We need to pray for them. We need to pray for the nation of Iran. I have a great burden for the people of Iran, more than you'll ever know. My love for the people of Iran has been in my heart for years and years and years. Back in the 90s, I made a statement foolishly. I said, there's no move of God in Iran. And the leader of the church in Iran came to see me in Australia. I'll never, never forget that, dear man. His face shone like an angel. He said, I came to tell you, you're wrong. He said, there is a great move of God in Iran. And today the fastest church, the fastest growing church is in Iran. The people of, of Iran are precious to me. When I was in, in, in Istanbul years ago, at a large church, many of them came from Iran to see me. There was a highlight in my life. I've gotten to know many of them here in the US, especially in Los Angeles. They are like fruit ripe for the gospel. I'm not kidding. Ripe for the gospel. I was talking to a man a few days ago, a very influential man from Iran in Los Angeles, who told me he had had dreams about the Lord. I've heard that from many people from Iran, especially here in the US and happening within Iran. And I heard that from people who know people inside Iran in the US who told me that. And you have heard about the Lord appearing in dreams to many people, and mostly from Iran. Isn't that amazing? So a great move of God, I believe, is on the way to the people of Iran. And we need to pray for them right now. We need to pray that God will bring peace and joy to them. So let's make that a priority to pray for Iran, because God loves Iran and the people of Iran. And what's happening in Israel now is going to affect it positively, frankly, I believe. And I'm, I'm talking prophetically now. I'm not talking politics. I'm talking prophecy. Prophecy, okay? Years ago, it was, it was that nation called Persia under Cyrus that helped the people of Israel rebuild the temple. There's a great history between them, by the way. And I believe that history will be seen again. Uh, in our lifetime, we're going to see great things between those two amazing people. So we're going to believe God for great things. But where do you fit in all this? Well, prayer. Remember what I told you a few days ago? Before Catherine Kuhlman went to heaven, Christian Life magazine at that time said to her, or asked her a question, and they said, if there was one advice you'd give the church, what is it? She said, no nation is stronger than its spiritual forces, meaning only the church rules. Only the church rules. Spiritually, only the church rules. Think about the, the authority you possess spiritually. Spiritually, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. All right? It's spiritual. It's a spiritual battle that we fight in prayer. We, we, we win and see victories in prayer. It's time to pray for Israel and Iran. 
Now you need to take that to your prayer closet. Pray for the church worldwide. Pray for the church under persecution. Continue every day to pray for God's people. But add to that list Israel, Iran. Because God is about to do mighty things in both of these nations. So Benjamin Netanyahu being in office again is going to trigger things in a, in a prophetic way, in an in a amazing way, I think. Now, yes, uh, politically and otherwise between Palestinians, Israelis, there'll be tension. But I can tell you there's a wonderful move of God among the Palestinians, among the Arabs, within Israel and outside Israel. It's a great move of God. God loves the Palestinians. He loves the Arab people. Of course he does. He died for the whole world. There's no Jew nor Gentile. We need to pray that God will bring peace between them. Yeah, there will be tension because of some of the parties now that will also be in power. But I believe God will bring peace because it shall come to pass in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. All flesh includes the Arab. Today a great move of God is happening right now in Egypt, right now in Syria, in Iraq, and around the world. Lord, I thank you for what you're about to do. And Lord, I pray that your people will begin to pray with intensity with intensity for your people in that part of the world. I give you all the praise and the glory. My son-in-law, Michael, told me about a dream he had years ago, and he reminded me of it today. He said, do you remember the dream I told you about that we saw multitudes of people going up a stairway to heaven, all of them olive-colored skins like us? from our part of the world. Michael is Greek. His family came from Greece. My family came from Israel. And yeah, he saw people with our skin color by their multitudes going to heaven. Now I believe God is pouring out his spirit already on that part of the world. Look what's happening in Africa, a great move of God. Look what's happening in Central and South America, a great move of God. And we need it here in the West also. So you are the key. You, I'm talking to you, God's beloved son, God's beloved daughter, God's wonderful church. You have the answer. Let's get on our knees and pray as never before for revival to come to the globe. Thank you, Lord, for your great mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your promises. Yes, Lord, come, Lord Jesus. We give you the praise. Amen. And remember what we're seeing today is, 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 is going to hasten his return. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me for this update today on prophecy. Tomorrow I'll bring you the word of God as I do every single day. But now it's time to give to the Lord's work. Let's get the gospel to the nations right now. Because they need it. They need the message of salvation. They need the joy and the peace that only Jesus gives. So why don't you sow your seed today and help me take the message of love to the world.
You can sew on the platform you're watching me on right now. You can go to our website, benahin.org, or you can simply text BHM45777. And don't forget, we celebrate this December 3rd, 48 years in ministry in Dallas. The ministry is holding a banquet at the Ritz-Carlton Dallas to celebrate not only 48 years of ministry, but also that I will turn 70. And I did not ask them to do that. They decided to do this on their own. And they've invited many of you partners already by through email. But I want you as my wonderful partner and family, I've been with you now since March of 2020, daily we've been together, that if you want to come, all you have to do is go to our website and register and sign up. Yes, there's a fee because there's a meal. We're going to serve you a beautiful meal, four-course meal. There'll be beautiful worship and Christmas music because it's going to be like a combination of Christmas, uh, 48 years in ministry, and 70 years in life. And a lot of beautiful people are coming uh, from all, all over the world. In fact, they're flying in. And I want you to be one of them. So I would love to see you and meet you personally. So you can go to our website, benhin.org, and register. Well, thank you again for being with me, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Much love and shalom.